Ringer Films and HBO's Jagged is the next installment of the Music Box series, taking you to 1995 when a 21-year-old Alanis Morissette burst onto the music scene. With never-before-seen archival material and an in-depth interview with Alanis herself, Jagged explores her beginnings as a young Canadian pop star, the rocky paths she faced navigating the male-dominated music industry, and the glass ceiling she shattered on her journey to becoming the international icon and empowered artist she is today. Watch or stream Jagged on HBO or HBO Max this Thursday, November 18th. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I'm joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck. And it is Friday. Well, for us, it's Thursday. But for you, it's Friday. We're coming to you with Week 11 Prop Bets, Shark Tank style. But first, remember, we got the Ringer Listener League. The link for that is in the bio or honestly, the Google, the easiest way. Just Google Ringer Fantasy Football Listener League on FanDuel. Just Google that and it'll come right up and you can join us. It's like 10 bucks to enter. You can use our promo code Ringer Fantasy if you haven't signed up for FanDuel and you can play against us. You can beat us. You can actually take our money. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> take my money. Take it. I don't like want it. like the Terry Bradshaw commercials on Fox. Just take our money. Take $100,000 you know, like of little... Terry's money. I want to win my money. I want to win more money. Yeah, obviously we want to win that's money. Okay. We got a shout out. So the guy who won last week Guy or girl, not sure who. Uh, BK Rowlogic, 24. Doesn't matter. That person won. They won $7,000. Damn. You know how much I won? Zero. <laughs> I won so, money. So join the league. Hi, Fitz. You won some money. And then I did. And then also Bad Quarterback nice. League. We're still rolling with it. I also won money in that. Not to brag. I'm up like single digit dollars on this year. <laughs> so like, I don't want to be, you know, better hot, than hot shot. But like, huh, we're in the green. Hyvitz, you're making so much money. You could get a live-in chef. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> Wonderful segue. <laughs> what right? a segue. Did you get, so, okay. So I, I don't, it's always a risk of Antonio Brown news that something has changed by the time you put out content. But basically Antonio Brown's live-in chef is claiming that Antonio Brown obtained a fake COVID-19 vaccination card to avoid NFL protocols. I'm reading the Tampa Bay Times right now. Uh, this is the least surprising story I've heard all year. It's always the fucking live-in chef that snitches you out, isn't it? Don't you hate that? I, I feel like there's been so much weird stuff this year. I, I, I this doesn't even. I read that. I was like, yeah, that totally sounds like it happened. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like, yeah. Just, yeah We're sure, at the point now where I like saw it and I was like, ah, and then I kept scrolling. <laughs> that's exactly what happened to me. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's I, I can I can envision that scenario. Other things, because AB does not really deserve any of the space between our ears. Uh, Alvin Kamara might miss another week. Just, you know, mm. watch out for that. Like, we'll see if Alvin Kamara can even play this week. And the other A lot of injuries, thing, actually, this week. That, like, Eli Mitchell has a broken up finger. In the air. Don't know what's going to happen yeah, with that. That was like of late. Oh, my God. I didn't even know that. So the Elijah Mitchell injury is annoying. Uh, the Steelers, I mean, we'll get to that. But my, who knows if the actual Pittsburgh Steelers will show up <laughs> or if they'll just have to hire a bunch of people in LA to, like, put on the Steelers uniforms. Who's going to play quarterback for the Cardinals this week, you guys? I feel like pop quiz, pop Kyle. quiz. 
Who is the who is the quarterback that's going to play? Not named Kyler Murray. Oh, I I I know this guy. I I, I know actually a lot about this guy. Who is it? Oh yeah, Chris Strevler. Yeah. Oh, nice. I know so much. So if you Google Chris Strevler, he was like he won some. I think he won the Grey Cup in Canadian football. And if you Google Chris Strevler, um, like 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 Steveler, but with an R, Strevler. Written. I thought there's a Strevler. photo of him at the parade. I think he's like smoking. His, he's wearing like a fur coat because nice. it's in Canada in the winter. And he's like fur coat, bare chest, looks like Conor McGregor with just the trophy and like a cigar. Oh, I, I just found like, this. And he just looks like, <laughs> like a discount Conor McGregor celebrating. You see the picture? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I watched him in the preseason. He's kind of fun. I kind of <laughs> oh, hope he plays. runs. He's just huge. <laughs> DK. And then also, oh yeah, he's he's like <laughs> playing air guitar on this. Also, the Canadian football trophy is so much cooler and larger than the Lombardi. It looks like the Stanley Cup. Things badass. Looking. It's huge. Yeah. It's kind of incredible. It's so much better than the NFL trophy. I got another backup quarterback pop quiz for you guys. If Jared Goff does not play, do you know his, who's going to start? Yeah, I actually think this is the most known unknown person. Tim really? Boyle. Tim Boyle. Most David. It's David Blau, isn't no, it? No, it's Tim no, Boyle. No, it's Tim Boyle. Oh, shit. <laughs> what happened to David Blau? Because I remember he applied to play on Thanksgiving on like one day's notice two years ago. Well, we don't David actually Blau. know for sure. That's kind of like the weird thing is like Tim Boyle, technically speaking, is on injured reserve right now. However, However he's been taking first team snaps. Exactly. So that's, it sounds like he's going to start. Wow. Also, Tim Boyle. Is this like a soft, uh, soft benching? For Goff, like, oh, oh he's like got with an oblique the Panthers injury. to the Sam Darnold with the yeah. shoulder. And like, you know what? Don't yeah. even worry about coming Just back. Just keep don't looking even... for other stuff that's wrong He's got right the now. oblique. Can you dig deeper? Find something that's wrong with him so we can put him on the bench. Dan Campbell's so, giving him Charlie horses. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's like sticks his foot out and trips him. <laughs> and the, but the other one that I... Another one that I just was like, oh, my God, what else? Is the Lamar Jackson has a non-COVID illness. That dude is always sick. He's like worse than Calvin. He's going to daycare, comes back with foot, hand, and mouth disease or <laughs> RSV or whatever the hell else is going around the daycare. No, that's my son. But it sounds like, it kind of sounds like Lamar. He keeps getting sick, man. Take some vitamins. It's like the second time this year he's been sick. And then there was the last year when he had to shit during the game. That was it's like, this guy's got some <laughs> gastrointestinal problems. It's a weak immune system. He needs like the, uh, like the gut health Yogurt. What, what's that stuff? He needs a cleanse. <laughs> he needs probiotics. That's what he needs. <laughs> probiotics. That's what I was looking for. I'm getting those ads that are like, you know how much toxic poop is in your intestines? And I'm like, what oh, is God. that? Oh, my God. And they're like, I never knew what a cleanse meant. They're like, hey, it's just stuck in your creases of your intestines. And I'm okay. like, okay. I have a, a, a close family member as a doctor, and they told me that probiotics are actually overrated, and your body actually kind of produces enough of that bacteria anyway. What you should be taking is prebiotics, which mm. don't have as much advertising, but prebiotics <laughs> are better for you. That's well, it's one of those where just enough of the truth is wrapped into like an intense lie that it sounds like <laughs> it could be true. And then it just completely gets, um, you know, people, anyone over 50 who just seems to, I don't know, my father. That, that's all. I that's hope that, I, let's just hope that Lamar is ready for the weekend because uh, just take some vitamins. And it's funny something. too, because they talk about how all he does is sleep. And usually th those people have great immune systems. <laughs> you know, there's ads at the bottom of articles like from Outbrain and they're just like, even at the bottom of ESPN ones that are just like gut doctor says eat these foods and like yeah. the pictures are like quasi sexual and weird and like clickbaity <laughs> and it's and like we need yeah, that what am gut I clicking on here this is gonna yeah, take exactly. me to some it's random like, like that gut doctor that is an all live video ads. we need Lamar yeah. Jackson to get that guy or AJ I Brown so. I don't know um, okay before we move said. on to the prop bits I want to make something very clear for people who are not on Twitter I tweeted this I accidentally identified the dad on bingo 
or sorry, the dad on Bluey as Bingo. The dad's name is Bandit. And I had a lot of Bluey fans very mad at me. I just misspoke. I'm Canceled sorry. Canceled by the, the Bluey B. fans. Okay, we well, regret the God error. damn it. Um, so I apologize to Bingo, and I apologize to Bandit, who is the dad. Uh, You're the Bingo bandit. is the daughter. DK, as payment daughter. for your mistake, you have to try and say Bluestone in an Australian accent. <laughs> yeah, do it right now. <laughs> I'm definitely... Hyphen's just like adamantly was telling me not to do it. Like, this is your like punishment, though. Said, it's your punishment. Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah. I was trying to help you. Now I'm trying to hurt Someone you. Someone told us on Twitter is like, basically the the vowels, like, oh, especially in Australian accent is like, you like want to roll your face. You want to like roll your tongue a little. Like, like that. Yeah, so like blue that. stone. I don't know. <laughs> say it again. Say it, Craig. Give me like the key. I'm going to say, hold on. I'm going to do the Kyler Murray thing. Calamari. Calamari. That was good. <laughs> Yeah, Bernie tweeted us saying, if you want to say razor blades like an Australian, you say rise up lights quickly. And I did. I was like, rise up lights. Rise up lights. <laughs> rise up <laughs> lights. <laughs> you say rise up lights quickly and you can say razor blades in Australia. I want like a guy to that for every word. But yeah, Stout? Kyler Murray was, you could just say calamari and it's and it works. And that was pretty fun. All right, too. let's. Craig, um, give us one blue stone so we can have like a palate cleanse and then move on. But the on. thing is, I don't even know if mine's that good. It's just better than yours. It's good to us. It's a, just well, give me a chaser. That's something. Let me talk about football, but he, let me hear it first. <laughs> Blue Stone? All right, great. I like it. You sound <laughs> like the Pelican like in Finding Nemo. infinitely Nino. better than mine. I don't understand how you do this. <laughs> the people who didn't listen to the Wednesday episode are so confused right That's now. more reason to listen. I, I was talking to, before we move on, real quick, I was talking to Craig about this after we got <laughs> off the pod last week. I don't think you can teach someone to do impressions. Like, it's it's an innate thing. Like I completely some people disagree. Can just, of course you can. Of course you disagree, Heifetz. Jesus Christ. <laughs> How do all these actors and every... They just learn to do these things. No, I think no, no. If, I, if Craig spent 75 straight hours trying to get me to say Blue Stone, I could still not do it correctly. I think it's a, I think it's <laughs> a, like 80% innate, 20% learned. I think it's somewhat like learning to... Or like knowing how to play the piano by ear where some people just have it. Like Bill Hader... Yeah. Just can do impressions by yes, nature. Obviously, some people are better at it, but like there's actual linguistics coaches. You could, if you had one of the, look, the okay, actors who go that's, on shows. I'm talking get more about like, I'm talking about the Bill Hader, like the elite people at it, but. No, you're not fine. Bill we Hader, can, but like, like someone I don't think you, you could do just this. pull the average person off the street and just teach them to do like a really good Tom Cruise impression. Like, I, I that stuff's yeah. really hard. That's I don't I'm know. Saying. We went from All specific right. people to like, you know, just an accent. I was talking about accents. You know, can we talk about football? I don't know what, how this has happened. Sure. You're the one arguing with me. Just say okay. <laughs> you're and move the one on. who's. I was like, let's do prop bets, and you're like, hold on, hold on. More. The best way talk. to move on is just yes and. <laughs> God, dude. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna start. Sharks. God, are, there's already blood in the water. So, like, you know That's what? Right. You guys are already riled up. I'm gonna keep this short and sweet. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and DK. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, go ahead. You want in or out of my bet? That that's how good this bet is. You you got to tell me up front. I'm out. <laughs> All right, Craig's out. DK, you in or out of my bet? Oh my god, I want to be out because I'm annoyed at you, but I'm in. I'm All right, in. DK's in. Great. Let me tell you what you got, DK. You have won Patrick Mahomes over 39 pass attempts. All right. Like it just seems too easy. Like he Mahomes usually obliterates this number when he's below this. And again, the last six weeks when the whole thing has been going on with what's going on with the Chiefs, he's missed this a couple times under by like three passes or five. When he goes over, he's over by five or seven or 10 or 14. Like he's just, it's not proportional. How, like this number, it's so close to what he usually does, but the overs are by 15 passes. 
I mean, and also, and then they're playing the Cowboys. This is going to be a shootout. So I don't know. Over third in a pass attempts just seems easy to me, honestly. This feels like when you you price something at nineteen ninety nine and it looks a lot more affordable than if it said twenty dollars. If this said forty pass attempts, I'd be so much more iffy on it. But thirty nine, I'm like, oh, that's yeah, not exactly. so bad. Uh, looking back though, so he hasn't done this in five out of 10 games, but you're right in that when he has gone over, he's gone way over. And when he goes under, it's like 37 pass attempts. Can I just note that last, so this, this week's just like over 39 last week, it was over 38. He hit that before the third quarter ended. Yeah. He threw like 50 times last week, didn't he? And the, so the whole thing is like, what's the deal with the too high thing? We don't have to go into the goddamn too high thing anymore. But the point being the Raiders just stuck to their guns and did their own thing. The Cowboys, we're going to see how they play them. But like the Cowboys are candidates to do that too, because they're a man coverage team, and are they going to switch what they do just to do what other teams have been doing? Is that what they do? Well, there's a whole argument there, but the point being, whatever happens, it's pretty good odds that he goes over this number. Yeah, I, I think I like it as well. Although I will say, I, I have some trepidation that the Chiefs are just back. Like, I'm worried that the next time a team just runs that same too high defense, they're going to go right back to the middle of the year Chiefs that we were so worried about. You know, like if the Cowboys just do that and Mahomes throws two picks and one touchdown next week, are we all going to be like, well, the Chiefs are solved again. I get that, but th the uh, the two the quote-unquote two high games. Buffalo, he threw 54 passes, so that would be 14 more. It's like a, like a quarter. Washington, he threw 47. The over-under again is 39. The uh, the the Titans won. He went under. They cr that was like their worst game of the season, twenty seven to three. I don't think anyone thinks the Titan Chiefs can be held to three points. The Giants won again. The Giants did the two high thing. Mahomes went over by eight extra passes. Like the Packers won. He was a little under. That was also kind of a weird game. It was Jordan Love. It wasn't exactly a shootout with Dak and the Cowboys. And then last week, where they went away, from, the Raiders went away from two high. He had fifty passes. Like overall. Unless you think it'll be like that weird Packers or Titans game that the Chiefs played, like he's crushed this number, crushed it. Also, I forgot to even mention the Cowboys don't have Randy Gregory or Demarcus Lawrence, their best two pass rushers. So, like in terms, like he's going to have time in the pocket. The too high thing actually kind of almost makes me feel like he's going to pass more because and like because let's say let's underneath. Just yeah, because then you have to engineer these like 11, 12 yard uh, play drives. And he did this a few times against the Raiders where he was basically just like, fine, I'll take what you're giving me. I'll dump it off. And he was hitting his back foot. He was getting it out under it, like um, in rhythm and on time. And and those are the things that we're missing in these games that were, their offense has really struggled. It's like he kind of drops back and then he tries to make something happen. He runs around and he gets sacked or he throws it away or whatever. Um, their offense was clicking. He was 35 of 50 in this last game. Um, and so the thought and like the theory and my hope personally is that they just kind of got their mojo back. He just kind of like something clicked for him and they're like, okay, well, we're going to take what the defense is giving us. Um, they had Miko Hardman sort of phased out of the offense and they brought in like Byron Pringle and a couple other guys. Maybe those guys are just better at like being precise where they need to be like the route running and timing and all that. So um, I don't know if I necessarily like am predicting that, but that's kind of like my hope with the, with the chiefs. And I think that's why this game, like it could go the way that Heifetz is guessing. Do you think there's anything about like specifically about the Cowboys that makes you think it's going to be like a track meet? Because I feel like they're kind of their offense nowadays is sort of like slow it down and run. I think there will be a, that. That's fair, but I still I think there will be a tremendous amount of points scored in this game. Well, the over under is saying so. it's fifty six and a half. I think. And I also just think the la the Cowboys not having a pass rush I think matters a lot. Yeah, I like how DK DK even helped 
Heivitz's argument. I don't know what that's like in Shark Tank. I feel like that's rare. Where like Mr. Wonderful hops in and he's like, hey guy, I, I like your pitch, but let me do a better pitch. Well, you know why? Because the kid's <laughs> already in. True. And Craig's already out, so we don't even have to worry Listen, about I it. Listen, I got to turn it back around. For all those reasons that Heifetz laid out and then DK came in and added to, I am in, baby. Ooh. It's actually nice. the investment round's closed, actually. The oh, I, is that right? Um, this invest, you can wait for the next investment. We'll wait for the Series the Series B, B or yeah, whatever. Exactly. I don't even know what they're called, but yes. All right. Craig, what do you got? Stick it in this game. CD Lamb, Sharks. We all know him, love him. We're Sharks. We love Lamb. Uh, it's over 71 <laughs> and that? Like the other guys like, eat lamb? I'm sure they would love it. <laughs> no, what's the, the other guy's thing? It was like, if you were tuna and I was a, I was a lion, I'd swim out of the ocean and eat you. <laughs> Sharks, they haven't had lamb yet, but when they do, boy, whoo. We can construct breathing apparatuses. Okay, CD Lamb over 71 and a half receiving yards versus K Kansas City. 71 and a half? Feels, feels low. I mean, he did this in six of nine games this year. And this is the highest game total like of the year. The Chiefs D is terrible. They're 31st in yards per play allowed. I think this game's going to be high scoring. And most importantly, CeeDee Lamb's in the slot now, which I love with Michael Gallup. I love that. I so, love that. So tell me why you don't like this bet. I My only concern is just when I see a number beginning with a seven, I'm like, oh, nope, it's a trap for receiving yeah. props. It really, though? I mean, he sent it six of nine games, 71? Yeah, so like the reason I'm not... I'm not uh, I... Here's the thing. I'm not betting against CeeDee Lamb this week because he's crushing it. And also, I think Dwayne McFarlane at PFF had this great note that basically CeeDee Lamb is destroying, absolutely destroying man coverage. Like he's burning dudes. He's basically getting wide open on like half of his routes. And the Chiefs run a lot of man coverage. And like the other thing I'm interested in this game is that the Chiefs usually blitz a lot with Steve Spagnuolo, but like you can't really blitz Dak right now. I think Dak's top two, top three, like best quarterbacks in the entire NFL when you blitz him right now. So I, I, I don't know. CeeDee Lamb... I'm not betting against the guy. I think this is high, but it's high because he's playing insanely well. My only issue is like the route distribution and like the Cowboys have so many options that they don't need CeeDee Lamb to get 70 plus yards. I like it a lot. I uh, I really like the slot thing. Like the way that they have sort of evolved their offense now with Gallup back and him playing in the slot. Um, he can do like the slot fade type stuff, like the over routes. Uh, I'll also be just like a security blanket over the middle. Um, and when he's playing outside, like you said, he's beating press, he's beating man coverage, he's really good route runner, really good at the catch point. I, I agree kind of like with with Heifetz that like the, the number does feel a little high, just like very generally, not any player specific. But I think Lamb uh, is going to go off. And, you know, I think I, think I do buy the idea that this is going to be a very high scoring game. So I'm in. This bet is so hot, the fire department is literally coming right now to extinguish the flames that Craig has left. <laughs> Do you guys hear that? I can yeah, see it. Just like they're here right now. Watch out! They want. So, in. who do you guys think wins this game? Cowboys Chiefs. This I wish was Sunday Night Football. I mean, I think the Cowboys are going to win. Yeah, I kind of do think too. I agree. The fire department agrees. They're is high. it in Dallas? It's in Dallas. No, it's in Kansas City. It's in Kansas City. Okay. Oh, I, okay. oh there's a. Cr I have a crazy note on this game, on the on, on it being a, in Kansas City, about who's so or at least for covering is that this is from. Good old Rich Rebar at Sharp Football. The Chiefs are 0-5 against the spread at home this season, and they're 0-9 in their last nine home games against the spread, the wow. Kansas City. 0-9 in their last nine home games. Meanwhile, Cowboys are 4-0 against the spread on the road this season. Wow. That's a good No stat. idea if that means one thing. However, it intrigued me. I think it does mean one thing, that this bet will lose. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. It's like when the kickers, <laughs> it's like the announcers talking about the kickers. So, Heifetz, okay. are you in or no? 
I'm in. Okay. DK. Cool. cool. All right, sharks. Uh, Wait, do you want to do this in an Australian bet? accent? Absolutely not. I've I've embarrassed myself enough already. Um, all right, Justin Fields over 35, uh, 34.5 rushing yards. Um, Fields has now gone over this in three of the last four games. Or hold on, let me check. I think it was all four games. Yes, he's gone over this. No, he he missed it by one. So three of the last four games, he's gone over this number. Um, basically since he decided to start running, which is, I think, a big crucial moment in his development because early in the season, he was dropping back, trying to like survey, see what's going on. Over the last four games, the game has slowed down and he has sped up in terms of his ah. processing and everything like that. So, so you did um, he, de- he definitely, like, he just looks different, man. When he hits his back foot, he sees it's not there, he takes off and runs, and it's, like, changed the way that their offense is run. I think it's given him much more confidence. He feels more in ru- rhythm with the game. Um, and crucially, he's running a, quite a bit. This is mostly scrambles, and this doesn't even account for maybe an uptick in designed runs that they give for him. So in the last four games, he's, he's rushed six, eight, 10, and eight times. So he's averaging eight per game. His over-under this week is seven and a half. So I think like pencil in seven, eight rushes for this guy in this game. Um, and 34 and a half yards doesn't seem like a lot, especially when you're going up against the Ravens team. Primarily, man, like man coverage is like their big thing. Um, that means, in a, generally speaking, cornerbacks are going to have their backs turned. It creates more space uh, to run against. It's like man coverage teams, heavy man teams, generally speaking, are just like they have the chance to get gashed by mobile quarterbacks so much more because they're just not looking at the action. And so, I ask you a stupid question though. Yeah. Don't the Ravens understand that better than literally any other team because they love when Lamar gets man coverage? I mean, yes, they do, but I don't know if that necessarily means they're going to like change their strategy. Um, I Really, what I'm looking at this is like two or three, like he could have like two big runs and get this. You know what I mean? Um, and going up against a team like the Ravens where I don't think the Ravens have a bad defense, but they haven't been clearly as good as we usually kind of like view them over the last few years. Um so and also the Ravens, I know that they practice against Lamar, but they haven't gone up against any mobile quarterbacks this year. It's like Carr, Mahomes, Goff, Bridgewater, Wentz, Herbert, Burrow, Cousins, and Tua. So, oh yeah, um, wow, that's like all the that's like all the slow guys. That's crazy. And Brissett, I guess he started half that game. So I don't know. I just think I like this one. I also like the over on thirteen and a half yards being his longest run, just because of everything I was just saying. Like I think he, I could see a couple of big chunk scrambles in this game after you know he drops back. Or he evades the blitz and takes off and picks up 15 yards. What do you think? My only concern is the blitzing from the Ravens. Just mm-hmm. just sending... Like, I, I love Fields. I'm really interested in Fields, like, for the rest of the season as, like, a sleeper. This week just confirms me as... It just concerns me as, like, a complicated blitz defense getting at field. But that doesn't mean I'm out on your bet. Like, I'm... I'm, I'm I still think, actually, all the... That, I'm just curious what you think about fields going against like a crazy complicated yeah defense. i think that's definitely a concern and it's a concern really anytime you talk about rookie quarterbacks i think fields has been one of the highest blitz quarterbacks this year um teams are just like teeing off on him because he is sort of a you know he's number one he's still learning to to process everything and and generally speaking in college he was more willing to sit there in the pocket and wait and he got this reputation as sort of like a he he works a little bit too slow however i will say just over the last four games what i've seen on tape is He's just much more. He's just much more decisive. If he sees like, and this is why, like, in my mind, I go to like the question. What you're talking about is like, if he sees a blitz coming, he might just take off. Yeah, and like run actually, the other yeah. direction. 
So like, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if that's going to play out. Obviously, there's schematic ways like mush rush, keep him in the pocket, things like that, that the, that the Ravens could do that could like, you know, turn that that idea on its head or whatever. But um, that's just kind of how I see it. So, uh, and also like, I don't know. It's just like a good way. I think with man coverage in the back, the, like the the cornerbacks, like plastering, getting on a guy, a guy like Fields might see nobody's open and just take off running. I just kind of see him scrambling a lot in this game for those reasons. It's a good point that all the, the blitzing might make him run more, and for that reason, I'm in. That's when I, when Heifetz was was a little bit apprehensive about the blitzing. I, I was I was like, well, I I almost feel like these inexperienced quarterbacks, the second they see the blitz, if their first read's not there, they just talk and take off. Mm-hmm. And 34 yards is not a lot of yards to accrue if you're in tuck and run game mode. So for that reason. DK, I'm in as well. We got a group chat. All right. I think like part of it too is just like the over under on rushing, which like these these rush attempts ones are all it always feel like for quarterbacks are always pretty sharp. Like seven and a half. Like he's gonna be scrambling quite a bit in this game, I feel mm-hmm. like. He just needs to break one or two. We'll see. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. All right, I'll throw one of you guys. Sharks here today to give you an RPO. Oh, boy. A rare prop option. <laughs> God damn it. Want to give you either T. Higgins over five and a half catches or, which is at plus 125, or T. Higgins over 60 receiving yards, which is like minus 110. Not as cool. Either way, it's a high, either way, like these are high numbers. He needs six catches, 61 receiving yards, whatever it is, it's high. However, the Raiders are playing cover three, as everyone talked about this week when the Chiefs just absolutely diced them because the Raiders refused to play like the kind of defense everyone's been crushing the Chiefs for. But they did that because the Raiders can't really play anything else. So if they didn't change for the Chiefs, they're not playing, changing for the Bengals. And in this kind of cover three, when the Bengals see this kind of stuff, they run zone beaters. T. Higgins is the guy. Like, T. Higgins is the guy for the kind of defense they're going to see, like, half the time in this game. And, like, he has these over-the-middle uh, kind of routes. And, like, that's just who, who's who I think has the big week for the Bengals this week. And... I feel like six catches, maybe that's a lot. That's what you get the plus 125 for. But like Tegan's over 60 yards. I like both this. I think he leads the team in receiving. I think he peppers it. I also think the Bengals just are able to pass a lot in the Raiders. So I think both these hit. And I'm curious what you guys think. The riskier one of like basically will he have six catches at like, you know, a dollar to win a dollar 20? Or do you want what I think is safer with 60 over 60 yards? Yeah, I was going to say, I like the 60 yards one. 65, 60.5. Um, I was just looking. He has hit that in. Well, he's missed it three times. So the third one of them was sixty yards. So he's like right up there. Yeah, exactly. um, I think. Yeah, I just like that. I like that one a little bit more. Plus, he, it's like he's not necessarily the big play creator in this offense, but he can get deep, and and Burrow is willing to look at look at him down the down the sideline or whatever. Like they have good chemistry in addition to what uh, what Burrow and Chase do. Um, yeah, I don't know. That one just caught my eye more. Craig, didn't you have didn't you have a T. Higgins prop earlier in the year that you were like debating whether you want to do the yards or the receptions? Do you remember which one hit? I think that was me, and we won. Uh, I just 
I like the yards as well more than I do the catches. I mean, the Bengals still don't throw that much. Burrow's thrown the ball 40 times once this season. And I do think they want to keep him healthy a bit. Mixon is healthy. I think they're going to run him a lot against Las Vegas. And I feel more comfortable with T. Higgins' ability to get open down the field than relying on him to catch six balls. So for this for the 60 and a half yards over, I'm in on that one. Yeah, same here. Um yeah, I think I like that one more. The Raiders actually haven't given up that many yards to opposing receivers this year. I don't know if that concerns you or not. It does not. All right, there we go. So there we go. There's your rare your rare prop option. There you go. You just leave the edge defender unblocked, and then boom, you just, you know. So my prop, which I, I by the way, I'm in on that. I like that one. My prop is a is dovetailing off of that one, Heifetz. And I'm going to go, I'll give you an RPO too. I'll push it right back at you. Here's one. Tyler Boyd under 4.5 catches or under 41.5 yards. So I'm just going to give you the spiel on the catches. You guys can tell me if you like the yards one more. Um, under four and a half catches. He's gone over. So he's had five or more catches just one time in the last five games. And that coincides with T. Higgins coming back into the lineup and being healthy. Basically, this offense flows through Chase and Higgins. Tyler Boyd has been the forgotten man relative to what we're used to. Um so since Higgins got back into the lineup in week five, Boyd is averaging five targets a game. So five targets a game. Um, and if you look at his total season splits with uh, Higgins in and out, um, his splits, so like Higgins being in the game, he's averaging 3.7 catches a game. Uh, and that's compared to six and a half with Higgins in uh, with Higgins out of the lineup. Um, and his targets, nine targets a game with Higgins gone, 5.4 with Higgins in. So it's like, I don't know, like Craig, you were saying they, they still don't throw it a ton. Like their pass rate's certainly gone up, but they're still a balanced team. Um, and I think the offense just generally flows through those two guys. It, th- it flows through Higgins. It flows through Boyd. Um, overall, I'm just not feeling great about this, um, about this matchup. Plus, and I saw this from Scott Barrett at Fantasy Points. He makes a great point here. The Raiders' defense has been very good against slot receivers this season. Um, right now, they're fifth in point, uh, fantasy points allowed per game to opposing slots. Um, and rookie cornerback Nate Hobbs has been pretty good this year for the Raiders. He's PFF's sixth highest graded nickel corner. So um, I just think the matchup isn't great. And generally speaking, just like the volume doesn't go to him when Higgins is in the lineup. So to put this in Shark Tank terms, when I saw this number right off the bat, I was like, I don't know if I like this. I kind of like Tyler Boyd. I think he's a good player. 41 yards is not a lot. He's a possession guy. Four and a half catches is doable. It's like, you know, when somebody comes in and pitches like a t-shirt company and you're like, all right, there's been a million of these. But then they start talking <laughs> about their specs and they're like, I have 2 million in investments money already. Like already. I've sold 200,000 shirts in the last month. And everyone's like, wow, like the eyebrows start to get raised. All these stats that you've read me, I've kind of changed my mind. Like right out the gate, I was kind of like, I don't know. But all this stuff seems pretty promising. You got... There's some good good baggage with this bet. Heifetz, how do you feel? I agree. I just don't think that there's a lot to be optimistic about Tyler Boyd. I think the biggest issue is he's coming off his worst game of the season, and like Joe Burrow might just be like, hey, I'm going to like feed you the ball because you got to be part of this offense too. And like Tyler Boyd, like at, in terms of like we think of him as third banana in like this offense, he's like kind of the leader though of the group. Like he's the oldest one. I think he's like quote unquote like the vet of the group. And that's my only fear is I have no numbers to back this up, but it's just like Burrow isn't going to like, 
No, really, I'm just saying it's like ball politics is a very real thing, dude. And like, no, it's serious. <laughs> quarterbacks politics. have to deal with it. And my only I don't think I've ever heard that term. Also known like as politics. <laughs> politics. Oh my ball god. Politics. Yeah, politics. No, it's real though. And so if he has one catch for 11 yards and he's like, you know, that's that's my only concern. But it's not. A, but I'm still in. Okay. Me too. I am in as well, DK. I just just to reiterate. So with Higgins in the lineup, Boyd is averaging 36 yards a game. And 5.4 targets a game. I, I don't disagree. I just, you know who yeah. probably noticed that? Tyler Boyd. Yeah. I, like, that's the hard stuff. That That's like the mental, the psychological stuff you got to account for. Heifetz. You guys, we know. have group chatted on every single one of these. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys yelled at me for dissent. Now you're yelling at me for not dissent. Wait, Craig, you, you turned it around. Originally, you're out with the Mahomes thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Before he made the bet, I was out. Before he pitched it. <laughs> Look at our roller coaster. We start off just yelling at each other, and then twenty minutes later, it's like, it's oh just, wow, we we can't. We literally haven't disagreed since we started. Okay. All right, DK. Other side of the game. Yeah, DK. All right. So this one is an over for Hunter Renfro. Five point five catches in that same game against the Bengals. Bengals. I I initially bagels? saw this against the Bengals. Sorry. Um, I bet Hunter Renfro doesn't eat bagels. I saw this number. Eh, I bet he does. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't look. I mean, he did. I, I could totally see him just doing exactly whatever's in the TV. Have it, didn't book. he just? Somebody posted a photo of AJ Brown and DK Metcalf, and then Renfro coming out of college. Yeah. <laughs> Renfro looks like he loves a bagel, and DK Metcalf looks like he doesn't. <laughs> just too many carbs in his diet. <laughs> um. So, like, I saw this number five point five catches. I saw. I was like, this seems high. However. He's got. He's had seven catches in each of the last three games. He's gone under this just once in six games, um, and his targets per route run over the last three games, which coincide uh, generally with well, I guess Ruggs has missed two games now. Ruggs has been gone for two games, and his and his targets per route run is twenty six percent and twenty six percent in those games. So he's getting over a quarter of the targets in these games. He's very frequently the team's uh, target on third downs. Clearly, Derek Carr trusts him especially in high leverage situations like those third downs. Um, Renfro, yeah, he's just a target machine. And I think he's going to, and also like he converts his targets and it catches very well. So um, yeah, if you look at the splits from when Ruggs left, so there's two games without Ruggs. He is averaging, uh, let's see here. He's averaging seven catches per game compared to 5.4. And then he's averaging nine targets per game without Renfro. So um I don't know. I just think he gets open. I think I think that Carr trusts him. What do you think? Oh, by the way, only four teams have given up more receptions to receivers than the Bengals this year. I just found a hairball below my desk. From the- <laughs> Is this <laughs> from the cat. cat you were keeping from us? The people. Oh, we didn't say this on the pod. Craig has a cat and like didn't tell DK. Okay, it, but I, it's not my cat. <laughs> <laughs> I inherited the cat. What's the hairball status? I just stepped on it. Oh God. So. Are you wearing shoes? No, I'm wearing socks. Oh man, that sounds absolutely disgusting. Yeah. So you should yeah. consult the gut doctor, or maybe your cat should consult the duck gut doctor. Maybe he should. Honestly, I'm gonna sprinkle some prebiotics in his cat food. Um. Okay. So I, I guess is Hunter Renfro gonna have six catches, or is this bet a hairball from DK? Here's what I'll say about this line: it's the right line, and it seems to be very close. Hunter Renfro. It, but looking at his numbers is like the most consistent wide receiver in the league. Every game, it seems he has about six catches for 50 yards, like literally to a T. So 
that worries me a bit because it's just so close. I don't feel like mm -hmm. I'm gaining an advantage with this bet. It feels like it's just a coin flip. Um, so it's hard for me. I, I'm leaning. I'm I'm out to be honest because it just feels too tight. <laughs> unlike, no, I, I actually unlike Renfro's body. Unlike I agree. Abs. This just seems like the right line. I mean, too many carbs in this bet. <laughs> a lot of bagel. A lot of hole. No, I just if you watch the Raiders, it just feels like Renfro's one of the few ways they can actually get a first down. But I understand what you guys are saying about the about the line being like there's not a ton of value, I guess, in going over, but like it also feels pretty clear that he's going to go over this. I don't know why. So that's why I went with it. But I got you. I, I get what you're saying. Heifetz, you're on the fence. What do you think? It doesn't speak to you. I'm sorry, Decamp, for that reason. I'm out. <laughs> it doesn't speak to you. You guys, are, you guys are anchoring to the pictures of Renfro. Like, I no, 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 no. I'm anchoring to Craig saying that we hadn't disagreed on. We, don't, we just reached <laughs> every single thing I know. I should have That's said fair. That. That's fair. Uh, okay. Moving on. Sharks. I'm coming Yo. to you today. Seeking a mere five dollars on a Najee Harris bet, the rookie running back on the Pittsburgh Steelers playing the Chargers in Los Angeles over 79 and a half rushing yards. I'm in. Hell yeah. They're playing what? the Chargers. They're playing the Chargers. I'm in. So listen, there's a lot up in the air with this game. Ben might play, might not play, coming off COVID. This uh, the defense is super banged up. Claypool is not likely to play. Uh, here's my biggest note on this game. We all know the Chargers give up the most rushing yards to running backs. The Steelers give Najee Harris around 13 carries a game when they lose. And when they win, it's 10 more, 23 carries a game when they win. So this is really a question about, can the Steelers keep this game close defensively? And the Chargers have not been playing well as of late. Teams seem to have been figuring them out. A la Kansas City, a la the Bills in certain cases. So that's really my question here. I think TJ Watt's going to play. I don't think Minka Fitzpatrick is going to play. There's a couple other linebackers who are out, corners who are out like Joe Hayden. But I think this game will be close enough that they will have to feed Najee Harris regardless of the quarterback. And I think 79 yards is not a whole lot against this Chargers defense that just wants to make you run. That's all they want you to do. Also, he's done this in four of the last five games, Najee Harris. It's an intriguing line because the Chargers have a terrible run defense and obviously Najee Harris is going to get like all of their rushing. My only concern here is, I, I, I think we actually, I, I guess I got lost when you were like, well, the defense has to keep it close. We kind of breeze through the Steelers' injuries. They're down, maybe Ben. We'll see if he plays. Chase Claypool is probably hurt. We're talking about their th best three defenders. TJ Watt, if he plays, I mean, he's not 100%. Cam Hayward, who might even be better than TJ Watt, to be honest, and like we don't know if he's going to play. Minka Fitzpatrick's on the COVID list. And then Joe Hayden, who isn't even in that top three group, but he's the number one quarterback. All these guys are either out or like not 100%. And we haven't even mentioned both of their starting guards. I don't believe practice today. Today's Thursday. So I don't even know if they're going to play. So that's tough for me to be like, oh, like the Steelers have this inherent advantage in the running game because the Chargers are bad. And I don't know. Like, if you're, we'll see what the deal is with the starting guards. But, like, I, to me, it's a volume thing. But, like, I, I don't know. Do you guys think that, like, the only reason I could see the Steelers keeping it close is just Mike Tomlin's a good coach, I guess? I think th all those points that you just gave, though, I think that is baked into this line. I think that's why it feels like this is a little low, because I think all of that is baked in already. The Chargers have given up 100 yards in every single game, except for one. 
And they've given up like significantly more than 100 yards, like 176, 142, 187, 230, 186, 198. Like they, they're not, it's not just like an advantage. They're asking you to run. They want you to run. He's hit this total against Denver, Seattle, Cleveland, Detroit uh, in the last four, the last five weeks. I think they're going to have to lean on him because I don't know what else they really have. You know what? You're, you're right, Craig. Cause I think that I, 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 this is like, I say this at my own, this feels crazy to say, but there is a point where you have to ignore like the crazy amount of injuries and just be like, this is a team who's philosophically is like, please run the ball. And the Steelers, especially if Mason Rudolph either plays or Ben has to play after not really practicing, they're going to want to run the ball. And like, he's Najee's not going to come off the field. And that alone will get them 80 yards, even if it takes them 30 carries to do it. So for that reason, I'm in. I like how Najee Harris didn't know that you could tie in the NFL for that All right, reason. That's a thing, I'm, I'm though. In. Like, Donovan McNabb didn't know that 20 years ago everyone gave him shit, which was, that's a whole other <laughs> conversation. But, like, this happens, like, every tie. There's a player on the team who didn't know. <laughs> I thought we were just going to keep going. Yeah. Don't you, but you guys don't agree. Like, I feel like this happens every, no, at happens. least every yeah. other year. There's a player who, like, they're tying. Like, yeah, I didn't know that. Everyone's like, oh, did you not know? But it happens all the time. Yeah. 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 All the time, huh? Okay, I'm in. Wait, Craig, did you, or DK, did you say if you're in? Yeah, I'm in. All right. I'm in because of the matchup, not because of anything to do with the Steelers. All right, Sharks. <laughs> Hell yeah. While we're in on that Alabama running back rookie, I come to you on to discuss an Alabama rookie receiver. Hmm. Devontae Smith. I'm going to give you another RPO since this is how, you know, the Eagles do everything. Another rare product, prop option. Devontae Smith over four and a half catches or Devontae Smith over 56 receiving yards. These just feel low, like borderline wrong to the point that I almost like, it just feels like I'm missing something. And if I am, please tell me, but Devontae Smith has hit both of these numbers pretty healthily over in three of the last four weeks. Now they're playing the saints who have the best run to get in the NFL, by just about any normal or advanced metric you want to look at. To the point that I believe the Saints are allowing, I want to say, let me look this up. I think it's 2.9 yards per carry this season, which is like not only the best in the NFL, it's like the best through 10 weeks that ESPN has in their database for yards per attempt at this point in the season. Like they are literally the, the stingiest run D in like 20 years through 10 weeks. So then you look at Devontae Smith and you're like, how is he not going to catch more than 56 receiving yards worth of, of balls? Well, the only thing that I'm worried about is he's going to get matched up with Marshawn Lattimore. Right. I'm um, glad you said that. Marshawn Lattimore is no longer someone to fear, at least this season. Like Marshawn yeah. Lattimore, first of all, he did not really contain Mike Evans the way he usually does. Mike Evans caught a long touchdown. Honestly, should have had to. Um, you also had, he got kind of beat by D Marshawn Lattimore got beat by DK Metcalf, but also like, he's just kind of mental lapses. Like he got really up for this Devonte Adams in week one. But then since they like Alameda Zacchaeus beat Marshawn Lattimore, who's that guy in the chiefs? Cyril gray, Cyrus, gray, like, like some, like the chiefs, Cyril like Grayson? sixth or seventh receiver beat Marshawn Lattimore. Like Lattimore, if you just forget the name has really not been a, an avoid. He's actually, if you just forget the name for a second, Marshawn Lattimore has actually been someone you target this season. So I'm not worried about that at all. I was reading, Evan Silva's matchups for the week, and he referred to Marshawn Lattimore is as the white hot Marshawn Lattimore this week. And I was like, oh, is this subjective? 
Well, I was looking at the PFF match. They have a ma- matchups column or whatever, and and they noted that Lattimore has done a pretty good job of slowing down uh, the four guys he's gone one on one with this season: Devontae Adams, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, and Mike Evans. Metcalf actually had a pretty big game, but that came on like I think he got one big catch and took it to the house, and then the rest of the time he was like pretty quiet. So um, I don't know. It just kind of depends. I think there is. Yeah, but I think I, just, there is some name value there. Like that's not quite matching up I with get the that, performance. But at the same but, time, I guess I would just say, are there two different, more different receivers in the NFL than Mike Evans, DK Metcalf and in the spectrum and Devontae Smith? Like, do they have one thing in common? You're right. I, I, I'm more like that, just that the Eagles have been such a run-heavy team the last three weeks, and this is exactly what the Saints are built to stop, and that Philly's going to have to throw the ball more. And if Devontae was putting up those numbers while Hurts was throwing it 17, 18, 19 times a game, I feel pretty good, even if Lattimore's there, that he can hit these numbers with Hurts throwing 30 times a game. Also, Dallas Goddard has a concussion. And I mean, we don't even know if Dallas Goddard's going to play. He so. practiced today. Did he? Oh, that's good. He's yeah. getting closer to being cleared, I think. Yeah. Um, on one hand, I do like it because Smith is the clear number one. He's had like a 30% target share in the last few games. And like he's getting like 50% of their air yards. So I do like it from that point of view. But also just, I'm a little bit reticent about this. I think I'm just, it's not speaking to me as Heifetz would say. Um, just because uh, because of that specific shadow matchup. And I just, I don't know, the, the Saints' defense is strong. And, uh, yeah, I'm out. Sorry, we're, we're going to let DK live in fear. If DK wants to live in fear of Marshall and Lattimore, <laughs> it's all right. You know what? Everyone's entitled to their choices. I think I've been Craig, in on more of these bets the whole year than anyone Craig, else, so let's be honest here. I have one question for you. Are you going to live in fear, Shark? Salesman Heifetz over here. <laughs> Bef- great pitch, but before you said that, I was already in. Sick, sick. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so I'm in. Okay. I think the difference between me and Heifetz is like, you guys are not in. That's eh, fine. I'll do it. That's cool. I don't need you fuckers. Sharks. AJ Dillon. We all know and love him. Just I know as, that guy. Just yeah, as we all know and love Aaron Jones. Unfortunately, he's out with a mild... MCL sprain. He's going to miss a couple weeks. In his absence, I love A.J. Dillon to just go nuts and be a top Mm -hmm. five running back. The line on his rushing yards is 79 and a half. This is, again, much like Najee Harris, 79 and a half is a 1999 style advertisement, right? If it was 80, I'd feel (laughs) a lot differently. But the the, the window dressing of 79 and a half is very appealing. What if I told you it's already gone up to 80? Does that change? Because it has. Does that change your On every single book? What book? Uh, yeah, actually. At? Oh, yeah, every book. Okay. I just checked all of them at the same time simultaneously. Impressive. You have an intern, I see. Uh, I'm still. I, I my secret book that I use. I bet it's still seventy nine and a half. Let's <laughs> operate as if it's seventy nine and a half. There's obviously no Aaron Jones. Minnesota has been a weak team against the run this year. He's already hit this number twice with Aaron Jones. Uh, the Packers like to keep it balanced. Aaron Rodgers has a toe injury. He was given twenty one carries after Aaron Jones left. I don't think the backups are anything to worry about too much. I like. I think 79 and a half is kind of easy, to be honest. The Packers have a good advantage over the Vikings in terms of like their offensive line versus defensive line, too, in this game. Uh, the Vikings are banged up. I like this one a lot. I love I love A.J. Dillon. I can't wait. I've, like I definitely wasn't rooting for an Aaron Jones injury, but I was rooting to see more of A.J. Dillon. And so this is going to be fun to see like what he can do with the full workload. Yeah, more so, than I anything, mean, I just think A.J. Dillon's like pretty good. Like he, when yeah. you, he just passes the eye test, he's really good. I don't know if the Packers are like, ah, oh, maybe we shouldn't have given Aaron Jones $45 million. But A.J. Dillon's really good. Yeah, the dude, the whole, yeah. 
we don't need to get into that now, but like the whole series of events for the Packers with that running back situation is just kind of bizarre. But maybe they just I'm wanted two really good backs. I'm a about this one. Because one, it just feels too easy. Mm. To be honest, like, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, hell of a It's like yards. you're walking then, into a trap. Yeah, it does. And don't then, overthink mention, it. Don't overthink it, Hyphus. Why well, say no when it feels so good to say yes? Yeah. So the other one is just, I mean, I also, because I guess here's my thing. The over, like, Dalvin Cook is, his over under is 82. And then if you look at rush combined yards, so rushing and receiving, so scrimmage yards, A.G. Dillon's 111, Dalvin Cook's 109. So, like, in, do, we, do I think A.G. Dillon's going to have a good game? Yeah. He's going to play, like, a lot of snaps? Yeah. Like, not a comment. Everyone in fantasy should play A.G. Dillon this week. He's probably going to be a top 10 back, but he can be a top 10 back without hitting this number. And my point being, the line for A.J. Dillon yards is higher than Dalvin Cook's. I thought you said Dalvin Cook's was 80. I, th- I thought you said Dalvin Cook's was 82. The, the rushing is higher by two, but I think it's interesting that like the, the scrimmage yards, he's actually even higher. To which my, I guess I'm wondering, Cook is there hasn't still been really used this? in the passing game very much lately. I guess I'm just, I'm, wonder, I'm I, you're, I don't dislike this. I'm wondering if the line is high enough that it's, it's accounted for this scenario. Can I add in that the Vikings are a top five defense against running backs catching passes? Does that spice things up for you? <laughs> top five that are good. They are they are one of the five best teams at preventing running backs from accruing yards. That makes yards. more sense. Does that tickle your fancy there, Mister Heifetz? Look at that line: seventy nine and a half. AJ Dillon, he's going to be like a top five back in fantasy. If it was eighty and a half, I'd be out. But since it's seventy nine and a half, I'm in. He's going to have exactly eighty yards. You heard it here <laughs> first. I mean, he's going for one hundred and thirty. I know. Let's this do it. Feels Let's like one of those. It. Hell yeah. All right. What do we got? One more? DK. Yeah, one more. Just want to tack it in here. Uh, talked about him on our show on Wednesday, the Buy Low show or whatever. Not Buy Low, but uh, Trade Target show. Brandon Cooks. Cooks. Going over five and a half receptions against the Titans. Number one, the Titans have given up more catches to opposing wide receivers than any other team in the NFL. Ooh. Number two, Cooks has the fourth highest target rate of any receiver in the NFL. He is going to get a lot of targets and a lot of catches in this game. Uh, and number three, the Cooks, Cooks has splits with Tyrod Taylor as the quarterback. Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starting quarterback this week are pretty dramatic. Uh, with Cooks, or sorry, with Taylor under center, Cooks is averaging uh, 6.7 catches per game, and he's averaging 12 targets per game. 12 targets per game with uh, Tyra Taylor under center. So I think he's going to get a ton of targets. I think 5.5 is a good number because it builds in even some of the inefficiencies in this pack- passing attack. I still just think they're just going to pepper him with with looks and he's going to come away with like six, seven, eight catches in this game. Thoughts? So my thoughts are, what's the yardage total? Because his splits with Davis Mills and Tyra Taylor in terms of catches are relatively similar, but the yardage is what's really different. He averages 25 more yards a game with Tyrod. The yardage figure is 68, so yeah, you have to go over, so 69, which is nice. Hell yeah, 69. Do an RPO. Which one do you like more? 68.5 yards. I just think he's going to have a lot of production is kind of the deal. I just never want to bank on the efficiency of like him catching a lot, like Tyrod Taylor throwing him a lot of catchable balls, but I almost like the idea more of like he has two 30-yard catches and he hits the number kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 68 is, a, I was kind of hoping that was going to be like 58 or 61, 68 and a half is a bit high. Okay. I mean, think about it. That's three yards away from CD lamb, you know, 
Oh boy, Heifetz, where are you at? Let's let's continue. I'm just thinking about the Titans defensive line mauling the Titans offensive line. The, sorry, the Titans defensive line mauling the Texans offensive line. And they just line. like can't get anything going and it's a nightmare game. Yeah, I'm trying to picture what actually happens on all these plays. He's trying to that's so raven it. <laughs> I I'll RPO it. No, I'm gonna stick with DK in this one. I'm gonna go over five and a half because the the juice is better and I think it happens. I think DK's right about the targets. It's like he can have twelve targets in this game. So like I'm gonna roll DK and the and the take the juice do over five and a half catches. The reason I I think that like, even though the it's kind of crazy, that, but I'll do it. The, I like the receptions one just a little bit more too, is because if if they're getting a lot of pressure and quickly, like they might try and design some stuff to get it to him quickly. He might not rack up a ton of yards, mm. but he might have a lot of catches. Right. Okay. All right, DK, you convinced me. I'm in. All right. Swada Bing. All right. Long shot time. I'm gonna three guys a long shot right now. Well, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to give you a long shot and a moon shot right now. Okay. Brought to you by the film Long Shot with Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Was that, was that the, I didn't even get what that movie was supposed to be about. It's like, oh, he's ugly and she's cool. And he's like a publicist, whatever. It's like every Seth Rogen movie, but it seemed diff- weird. I think he's like a journalist. Uh, and Isn't she, she running for president? Yeah. She's like a politician, big time woman. And he's like a, like a cool, you know hipster journalist i think like was a blogger good? like Did a cool like blogger yeah he's like a free-spirited journalist and she's like <laughs> you know politician type i never saw did it. you like the movie i never saw it oh i saw god. it god damn it crap you <laughs> saw, saw it, dk it. yeah i heard it was all right it was fine i don't th- i don't i can't say i remember anything about it so that says everything i need to know it okay. was not it was not bad because i probably would remember it being bad but it was entertaining. And then All I right. moved Let me on tell you about life. a very um, unforgettable bet okay. that will win you a lot of money All right. or immediately forgettable. You guys tell me. So there's four games I'm interested in. Basically, point the, the point of Palooza. Just grab points, 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 points. Texans plus 10 because I just feel like the Titans are the last team in the AFC. And now that everyone's agreed, the Titans are good and the best team in the league. I put the them Titans number one of my lose. power rankings, and then immediately that means they will lose. Everyone yes. has moved the Titans to the top of the power rankings. That means they're going to fall. So Texas yes. plus 10. Yes. Lions plus 11, right? You, you fall because they're playing the Browns. Mm-hmm. The Browns are sketchy. Cool. Lions plus 11. Cowboys plus two and a half for what I said before about the Chiefs being 0-9 against the spread at home and Cowboys being 4-0 on the road. And also just, I think the Cowboys are better, honestly. Giants plus 11 against the Bucks. Mm. So if all those happen, Texans, Lions, Cowboys, Giants cover. It's 11 to 1. However, if all those teams win outright, <laughs> 260 to 1. So a dollar win $260. Or more importantly, $10 wins you $2,600, which gets you a really nice laptop. That MacBook commercial, you know that new Ma- the MacBook commercial that's like it, like I feel like I'm at like an EDM concert where they're mm-hmm. like and it's just like all these images that are like subliminally changing your thoughts. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you, could, you could buy that with this bet. You could buy that commercial. <laughs> you could buy a commercial spot with that bet. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like sure. you've been really on the, both of you have been on the underdog parlay long shots lately. You guys like those. They're kind fun. of fun. Yeah. I'm still not <laughs> really over thing. when it's I, the- I have not gotten over that. What was it? Week eight when I was like, I think that these three teams that are the worst teams in football will all win for 60 like 600 to one odds and then the following week that bet would have won not really over that personally yeah that's a tough one to swallow uh 
All right, my long shot, it's not really a long shot, it's more of a coin flip, but I'm, I'm liking these bets. I hit it last week, it was the team to score a TD first. I got Philly plus 160 to score a TD first last week. Minnesota playing Green Bay. I like Minnesota to score the first TD. I just like looking at these inefficiencies and how these teams play in the first quarter. Minnesota's a top 10 team in the first quarter. Green Bay is a bottom 10 team in the first quarter. Uh, so I like Minnesota minus 110 to score a TD first. Because Green these Bay are, is like minus 160. Fun. And I'm like, why is that the case? What did we call? Oh, so these are Salvia? Like the first, well, I guess that's like the first score bet. Yeah, but it, this is a Salvia. Like Salvia. Yeah. First yeah. touchdown of the game. First okay. touchdown. I like it. Um... I'm going with a backup quarterback cover bowl uh, parlay, whatever you want to call it. It is bowl season. All right. So we got, hold on, let me pull this up. We've got the Jets covering against Miami. You want Joe Flacco to cover. Wait, I just want to declare it. You have Joe Flacco yes. covering. Cover Joe what? Flacco. What's he covering? Joe Jumper Cables ass. Flacco. He's covering his mouth with his mask. Why is he Jumper un- Cables Flacco? <laughs> Dude, he's, a, he's an energy vampire. It was, it's sarcastic. He's like, oh. he like brings, he sucks the energy out of a room every time he comes in. He just like, oh God. He kind of looks like a vampire. Joe Flacco. Yeah. Um, anyways, I still think he's an okay quarterback. So I'm going to give him the good cover against the Dolphins. It's going to okay. be a close one. That's, I, I, I'm not, I find that stunning, to be honest. <laughs> Letdown game. Miami just beat Baltimore. Okay. All right. I'll take it. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then I got the Lions with Tim Boyle. Under center. DK, what are we doing? Covering against the Browns. It's, it's for fun, dude. It's a long shot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually think it's going to work. Fair, 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 fair. Um, the Lions, the Li- or, sorry, the Browns are favored by 11 and a half. That's too much. I don't much. really understand, right. like, why, I don't understand why the line is that much. Like, Baker Mayfield has not been playing that well. The Lions just tied the freaking Steelers. Well, with Mason know. Rudolph, but yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> but <laughs> Baker Mayfield's arm barely works at this point. Anyway, and then we got the Panthers with Cam Newton, their third choice this year, who I actually think is probably their best option at this point by far, covering, they're favored by three and a half, but covering against Washington. Mm. You know that scene in the beginning of the Da Vinci Code when the guy is just like, like whipping himself on the back as for sin? I think this is DK right now being like, I'm going to root for Tim Boyle and Joe Flacco (laughs) on Sunday. Yeah. How is Joe Flacco not 41 years old? He's only 36. He seems 50. (laughs) I can't believe he's only 36. That's young. Yeah. Um, Uh, I thought about throwing in a... There's another quarterback. If Streveler starts, then we could add on the the Cardinals covering against the Seahawks. Why do you want all these guys to cover? And you put it all together. Because it's funny. I don't know. Who gives a shit? It's fun. What's the what is it? What does it yield? <laughs> it's 12 to 1 right there with all those. With all those covers? Yeah. Okay. I will say dogs have been awesome this year. So or sorry, it's 13 to 1. So you win you a ten dollar bet pays you out 140, 139. All right. I am now just more interested in the Joe Flacco of this whole DK. You're aware that if the Jets, if you think Flacco plays well, what if I told you the Jets get um giving Two points would just pay you almost two to one. And you just bet on Joe Flacco to win the game. I mean, that's just not as fun, though. But sure. If you're looking for a good value. You can just bet the Lions to beat the Browns. It's plus 400. 
that's, that's Dude, these, none yeah. of these parlays make any fucking sense. Like you're you're worsening your odds. The more things you add to it, it's just fun though. It's funny. Is the point? No one else. No, please, no one actually tail this. It's funny. Funny hat. <laughs> it just gives me something. To, it just gives me chaos to root for. Yeah. All right. Okay. Quick recap of last week. Well, speaking of funny, um, DK went a little, uh, just a bit outside. Uh-huh. A little over three. I went two for four. I, I can sleep with it because Dallas Goddard was supposed to go over 44 yards. He had 28 in the first quarter and then left with a concussion. So I can sleep at night with losing that one. And then Craig went two for three. A little 666 for the for devil boy Craig. <laughs> Good work. And then, okay. So we are still above 500 for the for the year. Don't worry about by how much. Yeah, we're above it. That's we're all We're technically winners. We uh, are, know, are like count. lips are barely above water sucking down. Yeah, air. yeah. <laughs> we're treading water technically. Um all right, Ringer Listener League. Yeah. You can I mean honestly just Google Ringer Listener League on FanDuel and like or just that link, will, in, the will come up. Link, link in the description. Link in the description. You can click it right there. Use our promo code Ringer Fantasy. So you can play with us again. Top eight scores, final half of the season. The winner, like every week you win money, but the top eight scores over the week, you add it up. Whoever gets the most points in this league gets a big ass, want money, but also a big ass trophy. We will send you a giant trophy. Think about TBD that. TBD on what the trophy will be. Yeah, we're figuring that out. We're still in the lab, but. Okay. We got it. We, we, I'm not even kidding. We have a lookbook on we different do. options for this trophy. It's going to be fucking great. On that note, do you guys have a DFS just one or two players you want to just toss out as like guys you like this week. Uh, yes, Dan Arnold, fifty four hundred. I also have Dan Arnold in my lineup. Oh yeah, DK. hell I yeah. Also hell have yeah. Dan Arnold, which makes me want to. Well, it's hard because you really? want like certain obvious guys that are values, and then you also need to dif- dif- differentiate yourself just enough to not be you know with with the herd. I went stars and scrubs this week. I I figured out a way to get McCaffrey in there. I got AJ Dillon in there. I got Mahomes. I in did there. too. But, right, here's what's tough. I also have McCaffrey and Dylan. So take with oh that what you, what you may. Uh, one guy great. I kind of like is Gallup. I like getting the cheapest wide receiver on Dallas. Uh, Gallup is really good. And I think people maybe aren't really thinking of him that way because he's been out for so long. But there were many weeks when the, the Cowboys are healthy in the past where Gallup just puts up the same stat lines that CD and Amari Cooper does. And he is incredibly cheap. 5,400 bucks. I'm going to give, a, so since we are just give, all right, there's a bunch of like more obvious people like McCaffrey, AJ Dillon, Gallup, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel. I'm going to throw out someone that like the person who's not on a lot of teams that if they do well, that's how you shoot up the whole rankings is Khalif Raymond for the Lions. Whoa. Uh, sleeper. The classic Tim Boyle to Khalif Raymond connection. is like, <laughs> he's just open a lot. Like if you watch the Lions, like Khalif Raymond just is almost catching a 40 yard touchdown, like surprisingly often. And yeah, if he and gets that's set, why the like, Lions are going to cover. There you go. So if Tim Boyle hits, <laughs> hits Khalif Raymond, which Jared Goff has been unable to do, and Khalif Raymond's in your lineup, that will vault, vault you to the top of said standings. And if Khalif Raymond does nothing, then I convinced all of you to do it while I vault to the top of the standings, and I still win. So for me, it's a win-win. So are you pi- are you pitching yeah, Khalif Raymond, a, yeah. but you're not going to... You're not going to put him no, in the No, I am lineup? playing him, but now I'm realizing that if I give him away on this episode, I probably have to do something else. But I actually do think that Khalif Raymond's a really good play this week. I actually I actually do. Like in a tournament league like we do, where you have to beat like thousands of people and you actually need to differentiate yourself, I actually like I actually do think he's he's on that list. But you're not going to play him. I am no, I am going to play him. 
Okay. It's like weird. It's like collusion, like somehow on your own. No, I, I will play him. I'm strangely, I just, I don't know. He's you, not, neither you, I, he's just open a lot. That's all right. We don't have to talk for him anymore. Yeah. He's fast. He's very fast. All right. Also, we're doing bad quarterback league on FanDuel 2, ringer.com slash bad QB, or just go to NFL or go to FanDuel, NFL, game styles. We're at the bottom. You can play against us. Good quarterbacks are bad. Bad quarterbacks are good. Check that out. Check out the Ringer Listener League. Let us know how you do in your prop bets, unless you, you know, we lose, in which case we know how we did it. Okay. All right. I think that's it. Godspeed for everyone in your lineups. Play AJ Dillon. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Lorne. Lorne. Thank you. Be first in the gimme gimmies. Also, thank you to everyone who emailed us about the Australia slang. We really appreciate it. DK. Yes. And then again, I'm sorry for misidentifying bingo. Do you want to do one more chance at Bluestone, DK? Bandit the whole time. What? You want to do one more chance at Bluestone? No, not at all. What was the band? Blue Stone. Oh, wow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dude. That's why I wouldn't do it on the other one. I can't do it, man. Yeah. Do your, you can do your Peaky Blinders type if it makes you feel no, better. No, I, I, I can't. No, I actually think I will have, I'm like two notches from friends no longer hanging out with me if I continue yeah. to do my Peaky yeah. Blinders accent. What was the band, Craig? Is me first in the Gimme Gimmies. Okay. It's a, uh, it's a punk band. From uh, probably like the 90s, late 90s, early 90s, mid 90s. Uh, they do all covers. It's great. I actually oh. think you'd like it a lot. It's like Beach Boys, like old classics. Nice. Um, yeah, it's really good. You should listen to it. All righty. There you go. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>